Hi everyone. Hey. <laughs> Welcome into the Padres. Welcome back. I'm Yannick Berkovitz. That guy on the other side is Trevor Messenger. This dude. What's up? Uh, we're back after a little bit of a break. We're back, unlike Major League Baseball. Yeah. You know. They decided to enter a lockout, and we entered a lockout of our own. Here. We did in solidarity with the players. But you know what? We're back. We came to an agreement. Yeah. We did. We, we, we decided the, to share our revenue. And the agreement is, Trevor, get over here. Let's do, let's do it. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this yeah. stuff. Let's talk about this so stuff. So quite a, quite a bit's happened since we last spoke, since we last talked to all of you yeah. Padre fans Handful and Padre fans. Yeah. So a couple of things. Last we spoke, Bob Melvin was the new hire. Ruben Diebel was brought on as the pitching coach. Two very exciting moves. Probably... Some of the bigger stature moves we've made that will fly under the radar, you could argue. Yeah. Because usually Prowler's swinging for the fences for players and, and making splashes with, with player names. But actually an ESPN article came out the other day and someone was writing and they said, you know, this could go down as the best offseason move. I Yeah, I was going to say Bob Melvin's a pretty big, big name move, but... Niebla and the young gentleman that is now the head of player development or pitcher pitching development, and then and the new hitting coach is a is a big one. Michael Burdar, dude, I had some Mandela effect situation with yeah. that. I could have swore his name was Matt. I thought it was Matt too. And then yeah, and then I looked up an article. And I was like, Michael, what? It's Michael. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but yeah, he's a he's a very he's a very intriguing figure. Totally, very intriguing figure. Totally, he's. Younger than both of us. Yep. If uh, if any of you guys were curious how old we are, <laughs> we're older than 27. Yeah. That's crazy to it me. It is crazy. A 27-year-old Major League Baseball hitting coach. Yeah, of a team that has very high expectations. Huge. Huge expectations. And a, and a stacked line. Well, relatively stacked lineup that it's that we're hoping will improve at least a little. Yeah. Crazy. In terms of like in terms of roster construction, the the um getting rid of Adam Frazier was I don't want to say unexpected, but I also don't want to say expected. Well, it just sucks because if he was on the team, like I wouldn't have mind keeping him around. I wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have minded because he, obviously we know what that guy can bring to the table. He's a 300 hitter, gets on base. Yeah. Contact. Left-handed hitter. Left-handed, contact. And that also could have meant the demise of Eric Hosmer. But Which just, we are still very much rooting for. It just seems like... Getting rid of Hosmer is just such a task. And this is his last season of 20 mil? Yeah, he goes down after this year. So it looks like we might have to endure one more year. It's a it's a pretty monumental task to shed a contract like that. It's, yeah. That's why everyone keeps attaching our some of our top four prospects, which, again, I'm not willing to get rid of those four. And for, for those of you on Padres Twitter that are talking about or on Twitter in general that are talking about Padre fans being in love with uh, hoarding prospects, I would like you to take a look at the last three off seasons and the last two trade deadlines uh, because we have been shelling them out like hotcakes. Yeah. Okay. And so we only have four. And left. these top four are four of our biggest, most prized ones. And I'm not in any rush to get rid of them. No rush. I, they they all fit positions of need. Yes. You know, Hassel, corner outfielder, Campy, catcher. Our catching was terrible last year. Terrible. At the plate. Meanwhile, Campy was hitting 
ding dongs yeah. in the minors. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Abrams is just everything. I mean, Abrams. Is They're t- I heard. I saw a comparison earlier today about them thinking that Abrams might be a a better version of Chris Taylor. Which, for what Chris Taylor is, he's fantastic. Chris Taylor's amazing. But, but Abrams would be like, dude, like an MVP level version of that. Yeah, Chris Taylor's a homeless man's version of exactly of <laughs> CJ Abrams. That's, <laughs> That's wild. That's good. Yeah, that yeah, I like the I like that. Flip the analogy, and then Gore. You know, I mean, yeah, Gore. You can never have too many left-handed starting pitchers. You just and can't. we don't have many right now. So we have one more at home. Oh, oh, yeah, that's if right. Too. We, we get more home back. I'm, I'm, st- you know, more home's good. He's Morahone great, man. Good, He's dude. fantastic, and and a lot of times he broke the rotation at age twenty. Yeah, bro. that means this kid. He's going to be in our rotation next year. He is going to be in our rotation yeah. next year as long as he breaks camp. As long as he makes it to camp, yeah, and is able to be on the right throwing program, mm-hmm. uh, he he breaks camp at the rotate in the rotation yeah. as the as the five. As of now, I, as of now, it's got to be Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, Morahone, Paddock. You're forgetting. Morahone? You're forgetting a name there, my friend. Who Weathers? Who, who am I forgetting? His name's Mike Clevenger. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> that's right. Clev will probably jump back to number one, huh? Oh. He'll probably be the ace. It's hard to ignore what Musgrove did, though. Musgrove you know? was amazing. Bro. He was so fantastic. Musgrove was amazing, and to have him be middle of the rotation, towards back end of the rotation, good, good luck. He honestly might surpass Darvish. Let's be fair. He, 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 in my mind, he passed Darvish. Yeah, he passed Darvish. Give Darvish the spider tack back, please, for the love of God. <laughs> figure it out. Figure out some way to not let him let the umpires figure out that he's got sticky stuff again. Niebla, fix him. Niebla will fix him. It's our new favorite catchphrase. Yeah. All these guys can see vast improvements because they're going to have a competent pitching coach that isn't 98 years old. And and, pitching development. And wasn't around when Babe Ruth was playing. Like, that is helpful. See that video of him on Twitter? So dope. Babe Ruth? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Yeah. He strikes out. But, yeah. Yeah, I know. Still. (laughs) Still a cool video. Yeah. I I have high hopes for Niebla. Everything we've read about him, everything we've heard said about him. Gives me a tremendous amount of hope. Totally, I'm trying to channel it as hope and not expectation. Fair, you know what I mean, fair. Like, because we San Diego sports fans needs to need to learn how to temper their expectations. Well, we're incapable, and the <laughs> we reason, are incapable. The reason is, I mean, we're so us, starved. Us being from San Diego and understanding what it feels like to have star players. Yeah. When our only star forever was Tony Gwynn. TG and, and Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman, PV. But PV skedaddled on us and he only PV, had like two yeah, years, PV, years. PV bounced. Adrian Gonzalez got traded and then yeah. came back to the Dodgers. It just feels like we, yeah, we're like a... Caminiti. Yeah. Caminiti. And then, you know, so so having a team that's pure for the long haul yeah. with stars is like... Having guys that you, that you can have a legitimate conversation about entering the Hall of Fame wearing a San Diego Padres hat is... Dude, we could have three all-star starters next year. Easy, maybe four. We should. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely should. Like, any one of our pitchers could start the all-star game, Musgrove included. Yeah. Clevenger for sure, Mm -hmm. if he's healthy, if if he comes back, which he's looking good. He looks good, man. He He looks looks good, good and he looks confident, and he he talks the way he talks, you know, very confidently. But two Tommy Johns, just, I I, again, I'm tempering the expectations. As you should. It's hope. Well, I'm move. hopeful for him. Right. And 
Forget about just being a Padre fan for that. That I'm hopeful for Mike Clevenger. Yeah, I hope he's he's such a great pitcher and he's such a cool, interesting person. Yeah, like I want that guy to succeed. Totally. Unless he goes to the Dodgers, well, <laughs> it's the only time sure. I don't root for these people to succeed. Yeah. If he went somewhere else, I'd still root for him. You know that's what I mean? Fine. Like, but I, I I really do hope that he stays healthy and and gets it together. So on to the sort of prospect dilemma now. There was a trade made right before the lockout. We acquired Alfaro from the Marlins. <laughs> a catcher who... Has affiliation with the Rangers. Of course, but... But, uh, but Preller... <laughs> I'm so... I'm, dude, I'm so done with the Texas Rangers. I'm so done with the Texas Rangers. If we trade for Joey Gallo, I'm going to scream. <laughs> There's no way we're trading for I'm Gallo. screaming. Well, the, we the rumors buzzing about, again, prior to the lockout, were that the, the Padres are making a serious push for Olsen. But aside from that, why? let's talk about. You know why I want? Why I say why? Because there is a perfectly apt first base guy available in free agency that would not cost you anything except money. His name's Chris Bryant. Oh, he can play anywhere. Yeah, he has ties to San Diego. Why? Why would we trade for Matt Olson when you're going to have to give up a, a lot when you could just? Pay. I know our payroll's high, and I, but I also know that Peter Seidler has given AJ Perler a blank checkbook. Pretty much. You know, but why not? You bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. If you're gonna make a run at someone at first base, but Olsen is like ten times better than than Chris Bryant. Is he? Dude, Matt Olson is amazing. I know he is. Like I know, in is. terms of war, in terms of just war, is it really? He how was much, like how much higher. Oh, Do you dude, know the stat? look Off-hand? it up, bro. Look it up. He, this guy, first of all, like there, a ranking came out as like the best first baseman in the league, and he was number two behind Vladdy. Really? Yeah. In uh, Major League Baseball, or the American League, Major League Baseball. All right. Guess where Hosmer was on the list? Dead last. He wasn't on the list. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. You know what we need to start doing? We need to start DMing him our episodes. <laughs> Listen to this, you bum. <laughs> I do love that. Uh, yeah. da, 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 Chris Bryant war is... 2021 was 3.3. Matt Olson. It's like in the. Oh my god! The first one that comes up on uh, when you type in Matt is Matt Holiday on Baseball Reference. Never touched on plate. Did you guys know that? (laughs) Ooh, wow! Five point eight. My my. Yeah. Oh, he hit thirty nine bombers, dude. Okay, all right, fine. And he hit like two eighty six or something. What did he hit? Two seventy one, dude. Two seventy. What is forty homers? He is. He's twenty seven years old. He's second year arbitration eligible. He's way more affordable. You're right. All right, fine, fine. I concede. He's better <laughs> and more affordable, even if you have to get rid of a prospect. Just not one of the top four. But what prospect? They're not going to accept anything else. You know what I mean? Uh, and I these four. Know. So listen, the big dilemma now is we just got Alfaro, like we just mentioned. Preller thinks he has high upside. A lot of people do actually in terms of his offensive don't. upside, <laughs> which is fair because he's been. I know I Miami. know nothing about him, right. but I just was like, I was so I was I almost took a nap <laughs> during that announcement. I was so bored. 
I was just like, dude. <laughs> but the, oh, cool. The concerning part is four catchers. I think Caratini's. Well, he better be out. Get out of here. The problem is, is Darvish going to be upset? Personal Who cares? Concern. Well, like we said four episodes you ago. You didn't earn it. You, did, you, you lost that privilege. You did lose that privilege. Because the way he pitched in the second half of the season. Nola... I still have love for Nola, but it just feels like he won't be able to stay. He can't sustain. Can't sustain playing 162 and has no power. None. He hit, what, two bombs last year? Yeah. None. No power. Sad. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I lost my lust for him. Caratini, you know, I just beat it. And then what, Campy and... And Alfaro, is that who we're, who we're talking about? I like Campy and Nola. I just, dude, I, I don't even acknowledge Alfaro. But we just traded for him, so clearly we're not getting rid of him. I, yeah. Maybe we're going to package him with something, but who the hell wants that guy? I, clearly, uh, AJ Preller. But that's what I mean. So, who's out? It feels like this is what the sense I got. We just acquired a fourth catcher because we're about to attach Camposano to a deal to get rid of Hosmer. I hope that that's not true, but I think But you see is. the logic behind I, it. I do. I do. I and Camposano, again, so I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Maybe it's been a while since we recorded. But Trevor and I went to a Padre game. Oh, yeah. We came across an executive on a rival team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Who basically was telling us, for some odd reason, maybe we had a few drinks in us or whatever, but he was being very candid and it was nice very to Very candid. And basically he told us how highly rated in their system Campusano is. Mm-hmm. They and, were and, trying to trade for him. And let me be frank. When I say a rival team, this team is one that we should aspire to be. Yes. In terms of a franchise and the way it's run and the decisions they make and the players they develop and the players they get. And when a team like this, when an executive on that team tells you that they revere Camposano. Hold on to that guy. I, that tells me immediately, like, this guy is a staple. Mm-hmm. Because if I tell you this, if this team, if this executive with this team that we talked to got their hands on Camposano, this guy is a perennial all-star. He's a, he's, perennial. Yeah. Yeah. He would immediately take the place of... The catcher that they had. Yes. It, it, and would probably have the same amount of success. Yes. This dude, this kid is special. And yeah, he's got some stuff to learn. Defensively, calling games, for sure. But that's something that is so cool. Look at Nola. Nola came in as not even a catcher. Also, he's so like he's so coachable at this point in his career. Yes. Like and then we brought in there's here's another movie we brought in Francisco Cervelli. Oh, true. The Cervelli was a great hire. Yeah, great hire. Cervelli was a great hire. I, I like the approach that we're taking with hiring a lot of coaches specific to positions. Like we had, we hired the pitching development guy. We now have our hitting coach and then we'll we'll probably start hiring guys under him. Cervelli is our catching coordinator specific to the catchers, which if you look at it this is something the Giants did last year. Right. They have like a really wide array of, of a coaching staff. They had, I think they had the biggest coaching staff in baseball. Because, yeah, and it was exactly that, to tailor you know every single need to the team. Right. 
And it's and just, they just had a tremendous amount of success. An unbelievable amount of success. And it's incredible that Preller's doing this this year. Fantastic adjustment. Excited to see, you know, the payoff. But regardless of all that, I think Campusano is the future catcher of this team. I agree. A lineup with him in it, Tatis, Cronenworth, Machado. Campusano, Myers at first. Like, honestly, whatever. Whoever is filling out the rest. But regardless, like, you – and Campusano's – 23. Oh, I don't think he's that. I thought he was like 22. 23. Grisham's 23. Yeah. Tatis, 20, 22. Like, youth. It's sick. Conor, 27. Machado, 28. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we have we have so much stuff to build around. Gore, obviously, hopefully coming up. But I just, I mean, I want to see Campy. I want to see this team with Campy on it because I, I just, I see this kid raking in the big leagues. I do, too. I do too, man. He was hitting moonshots. Yeah, in in the tr- interplay. Was child's play to him, dude? And he he rocketed through the organization. By the way, oh yeah, he like got put in single A, and within like a week, they were like, all right, okay, go ahead. So yeah, let's get let's you're somewhere our, else. You're making our guys look bad. Like yeah, get out of here. Hurry up. Yeah, you know. And he just rocketed through, and at every level, he's been destroying. When he was playing for us because of injuries, right? Because Nola was out. He was spending time with Caratini, right, at the beginning right. of the year. Right. He wasn't ready, clearly. No, very you much know. not ready. He I mean, broke camp with us because he had to. Exactly. He was the only catcher we had. Right. It was rushed. But, you know, with the coaching now, Cervelli, and I really think Nola is, would be a great mentor as somebody who vastly improved his defensive abilities and calling game abilities, you know? Yeah. Yeah, uses, I mean, you saw what Blake Snell did after Nola came back. Right. He completely changed And he loved game. Nola. Yeah, he and did. Nola talked about using his hitter's mindset as a catcher, mm-hmm. calling pitches. Mm-hmm. And that is important. If Campy learns how to do that as a hitter as well, working with Nola, I think that could go such a long way. And I would love that catcher duo. Again, it, a lot of it depends on Nola's health. A lot of it depends on you know what we're willing to do to shed Hosmer's contract. Do I want to sit... to do with how much we really envision Alfaro being a part of it. Guys, it's just such a... <laughs> Lame duck move. It was just so uselessly boring. God, dude. Dude, for the holidays, I'm getting you an Alfaro jersey. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. I'd wear it. Why not? <laughs> True fan. Uh, I, really I just, Alfaro. yeah, I, I don't know what we're going to do to get rid of Eric Hosmer, but I'm just, I don't know. what. Do you think weather still has any value? Not much. Yeah, right? Not much right now. I think he needs to pitch and, and pitch well, and then I think we should rid, it, rid ourselves of him. Be really, you know what would be really cool? Is if we, if we traded Eric Hosmer at the deadline next year and then went on to win a World Series without him. <laughs> you just had to watch as he got shipped off to Detroit somewhere cold. <laughs> somewhere gross. Somewhere cold. Somewhere... I loved the, back to Kansas City. I loved the trend of that because the Royals like introduced new jerseys or something. And yeah, then people were like, "Oh, you know who would look fantastic <laughs> in these jerseys <laughs> and all this stuff." <laughs> I love the push by Padres Twitter to be like, "Hey, Yankees, you know, <laughs> you guys really need a great leader, <laughs> a real clubhouse, clubhouse guy." guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> who will just take you guys to the next level, really get you over the hump. Mm-hmm. And there's like a picture of Hosmer smiling, <laughs> and it's like a Yankee jersey. <laughs> so good. By the way, those Royals uniforms are boring. <laughs> Boring. All, all you can picture is Alfaro wearing a Royals jersey. That's all jersey. I can see. That's all I, I Every time he should, he might as well wear a Royals jersey while he's playing for us. <laughs> Let's talk about the other signings, though. So, Luis Garcia, is that right? Or oh, yeah, Luis Garcia. Luis Great Garcia. signing. Great, Great signing. signing. Also, addition by subtraction by Daniel Hudson. Good riddance. You know, I, I know, I know, I, and, I, and I do too. I think he's a good pitcher. The Dodgers paid him seven mil. He just wasn't, he just didn't work out for us. Yeah, but again, that's because not because of him, because of coaching. It's because of play clients, because of whatever funk we were in as an organization. But dude, the Dodgers just paid him seven mil for one season. Yeah, one year deal. You know, the Dodgers aren't just out here. Yeah, grabbing nobodies. And we gave we gave Luis Garcia two years for seven mil. I think. Yeah, Luis Garcia is a great. Maybe got nine. First of all, we got three absolute flamethrowers. Yeah, who? Which is finally Kerr. Kerr, who's the like the, the left guy that, Yeah, the guy that was in the Frazier trade. Left-handed flamethrower. Yeah. Dude, all three of these guys. First of all, Suarez throws like a 99-mile-an-hour sinker. Also, I think it's Jose Castillo. Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. That's Jose Castillo got not, not offered. Yeah. Free agent. Dude, Suarez throws like a 99-mile-an-hour sinker. Bro. Oh, a, a freaking uh, a Dustin May? Yes, dude. Oof. Like, out of the bullpen, which, by the way, last year out of our bullpen, we had zero flamethrowers. Zero. Like, Pagan, who, uh, who we re-signed, we're not even going to talk about him today. Yucky. Throws, like, 95 at best. You Throws know. 99, 95-mile-an-hour <laughs> meat T-balls <laughs> for just serving up ding-dongs yeah. left and right, dude. Yeah. Might as well call him the hostess factory, dude. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Thank you. I like that. Well <laughs> I done. felt good about that. Well one. <laughs> done, um, dude. So that's that's th- gonna be the a, fact I'm gonna that make that a thing on Twitter. No, nice. So that's the thing that that we have. We we now have three arms out of the bullpen that just throw heat because we had nobody. Yes. Who was just our best reliever was Nabil Krismat. Yo, who I love. Nabil. That dude needs a statue. I love King Nabil, dude. King Nabil, dude. Yeah, King Nabil's a King beast. Nabil. King Nabil's a beast. Come back, bro. He's yeah. still he's still with us, yeah? He didn't go anywhere. Yeah, he's still with us. Damn right, dude. Stick yeah. around for a while, Nabil. Yeah, I like You I have like earned a lot. every single minute. Yeah, he was awesome, man. He was he was Let me t- let me find this. I mean, he he probably saved our team two or three more injuries. The amount he threw. You're not wrong. Like we just we we just could not get innings out of anyone, and he just shouldered the load. It was awesome. Yeah, Kurt throws a hundred. Wow, Kurt throws a hundred. Like there's somebody posted something, and he was like, Ray Kerr's seventh inning tonight. Seven pitches, two strikeouts against three hitters: Bobby Witt, Nick Prado, MJ Melendez, who have combined for 48 homers this season. Wow. Did it with a one-run lead. Oh, and swinging strike three to Witt was at 100 miles an hour. Gas. How can you even? See, I, have, I don't. Have you ever seen a hundred mile an hour fastball? <laughs> Hell no. I don't understand how people can even hit that ever. Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, you know what? As a side note, you know who needs to have a comeback here is Trent Grisham. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. Because I could, think he will. He could be part of our our core. I think forward. he got. I think he got a reality check last year. I think that 60-game season gave him a big head. And and then last year, 
I think he got a nice dose of reality. Yeah, because he even had a pretty rough defensive season. Yeah, he did. Like he was, he was very, he was good. He was fine, serviceable. But like coming off a Gold Glove year, come on, dude, we yeah. do better than that. I th- so I, I, I do think he got a big dose of reality, and I do, I, I, I see him coming back better. I see him coming back better. Yeah, I hope so, man. More I mean, power. Yeah. Use more power out of him. Yeah. And uh, more stolen bases. He needs better jumps. That's what he needs. His jumps are not very good. He's yeah. fast as lightning, but his jumps are not very good. And yeah. I think I don't know who I don't know who the coaching that must be the like third base. I'm not sure who on the coaching staff is responsible for, for base running. Must be like the third base coach. It's so coach. weird how we went from being the top running team in the MLB by a landslide. To prior to the All Star break, all. and then we got caught up. It was like nobody was going to catch us. We were like forty stolen bases ahead of the next team. Yeah, and then after the All Star break, we were like third when the season yeah. ended. I was like, "How did this happen?" Yeah, I mean, I understand Tatis keeping him healthy, but everybody else. Yeah, Tommy. Why Pham? is everybody else running? Yeah, well, like, Tommy Pham wasn't getting on base. Yeah, he also wasn't playing. Yeah, that too. Have you seen that we were also talking about Castellanos? I'm not. Big, yeah, I'm not big on him anymore. I mean, I do think Castellanos is good. I think he'd be, I think he'd be awesome, but for the price, yeah. I think for the for the price, I just don't see it, man. I just don't. So, I, I guess the other thing was, we're hoping for a bounce back year from Grisham. We're excited to see the flamethrowers out of the pen. A healthy Lamet out of the bullpen. A healthy Lamet, dude. It might might be time to call it on that guy. It's it's put him in the bullpen for this year. If he doesn't work out, see ya. That's what's going to happen. He he clear, he can't handle a starter's workload. His his arm is his arm. Is oh, tough. What I was going to say. We were talking about Castellanos. We we're talking about Olsen. We we're talking about all these potential targets. Chris Bryant. Sure. You know, there are rumors about Seiya Suzuki. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're in on him. He's I mean, you sh- know, you know how AJ is about international signings. He loves him. Yeah. I, I I'm for it. You know, I'm I'm. You know who I'm excited Corner to outfielder. see is Hassan Kim next year. Uh, second year in the league. Is he going to play? I think so. I really, really, really do think that Eric Hosmer is going to be benched. I really think he's not going to be the starter. He's either going to be gone or not starting. It's got to be Cronenworth at first. It's got to be Cronenworth. It's going to be Cronenworth, Kim, Tatis, Machado. That has that should be our infield. I don't see it. Or Myers, Cronenworth. Tatis Machado. That would be the dream. That's a but good one. The thing one. is, we need corner outfielders to fill the spot. Which I, we 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 Jerickson. We'll get him. We'll get him. Yeah, Profar still got Profar. Uh, who else is still out there on the on the free agent market besides you know Cassianos and Bryant? There's some lower end you know cheaper options. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not bringing Tommy Pham back. I'm 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 good on him. Yeah, I've seen all I need. I've to cooled see. on him a little. Yeah, I've seen all I need to see. How about this? Who's our closer next year? Denelson Lament. Who's our closer next year? Denelson Lament. I'm telling you, that's what they're going to do. I hope it is because you know. I was or Luis with, Garcia. I've been pitching for Denelson Lament to be our closer, but yeah, I, I think I think they're going to give him a shot at it. I think they're going to be closer by committee next year. To be honest, interesting. Yeah, I think they're going to be closer by committee. Lanson was great. Uh, yeah, he had a great year. Good luck with him in Arizona. To him, that poor, he's gonna have zero save opportunities. He's gonna have none. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. zero saves all year. Oh, Schwarber, Schwarber's the other one, and he's a lower cost. 
He's a lower cost, and I would be ecstatic. Yeah, you love Schwarber. And especially, listen, Universal DH. Yes, that too. Also, Eddie Rosario is a free agent. So who would be the DH? Like, who could play DH for us, you know? Well, let's, let's like right now, like current roster, who would be our DH? Why not Campy? I think, I think as of now, our DH would be Will Myers. No, because we need corner outfielders. You need right. corner outfielders. That's, that's for sure our position of most need. Yeah, for sure. For Currently. sure. I'm so excited for Melvin to come in and be like, Tatis, you are never seeing the outfield again. <laughs> Get nice and cozy at shortstop yeah. there, Tati. Yeah. Because you're never leaving. Honestly, etch your name into this into the dirt yep. because this is where you that's are. your place. Every day, that's 159 games. Yeah. See you there. Yep. Well, you would probably play 140. I sign up for 140 games of Tatis every day of the week. Yeah, easily. VP numbers. Number Who is, would be our DH? Nola? No? Yeah, I want a power hitting DH. I want someone who just... That's why I say sign Schwarber. Give me home runs and strikeouts. I say, I say sign Schwarber. I want to see just bombs from the DH. I don't want to see contact hitting, you know? The thing is, I was thinking Hassan Kim, but he is—he needs to be in the field. That's like where he his most value is. Yeah, he does need to be in the field. Cronenworth? No, no way. No, that dude's a borderline Gold Glover. He honestly could win a Gold if he played consistently at one position. Gold Glover. Yeah, absolutely. He's unreal. Absolutely. Anywhere he's, in the field, he's unreal. I, dude, he, we didn't skip a beat when Tatis went down at shortstop. Crazy. He was awesome. He was automatic. Yeah, out he there. was. And he was making, like, web gems. Yeah, he was. Our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about Michael Burdar. We were planning on getting a little bit more into detail with my, about Michael today. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> no. So, so confident. Yeah. So, we were, <laughs> so, we're going to talk about a little bit more about Michael Burdar. As, as you know, many of us are aware, you know, he's been hired as the hitting coach. He is someone that not a lot of us know much about, as he is just a 27-year-old. Former hitting coach at Michigan. He was part of the hitting instructors, if you will, for the Giants last year. And one of the things that's interesting about him is that he's considered an up-and-comer and a rising star. Bob Melvin signed off on this hire. Yeah. And that says something to me. For sure it does. Joined Gabe Kapler's staff. He's obviously well versed on analytics, and but one of his biggest strengths that they talk about is his ability to connect with players, very similar to Niebla, which is vital because obviously there was a disconnect in the clubhouse last year, and we need that type of camaraderie. I'll give you a little teaser on him from what I what I learned from him, or from what I learned about this guy. Mm-hmm. Remember when we talked about Woba? Yeah, he's big on Woba. Big on Woba. Interesting. Yeah. We'll dive into that next episode. But sure. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. And it's and a it's a great stat to be honest. It's a great it stat. It really is a great stat. It's super helpful. It gives you it's good insight. Very, yeah. I, I'm I'm getting more and more on board with the with analytics. A- analytics, stat cast, saber metrics, they call them. They're obviously a reason that they're doing They're well. just they're very detailed outlines of a player's value that are very specific to they're very specific they're very specific stats but yeah he basically has the the, uh, you know what I'll stop teasing yeah big on Woba alright so I'm I'm very into that I love that yeah 
his first big league job, he was in you know the Giants minor league system. Sure, but apparently he helped you know Lamont Wade quite a bit, who had big year eight oh eight OPS. Wow, Steven Duggar. Who are these people? Seven sixty seven OPS. Who are these people, dude? <laughs> like, these aren't real people. That's like incredible that Bordar was a, a integral part in helping those guys succeed. So really exciting, exciting for him being twenty seven on a team with expectations, like we mentioned earlier. So we'll see. Our next episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Michael Bordar. Uh, we're going to talk about why there's a lack of consonants or lack of vowels in his last name. <laughs> I'd like to know. Why? That's good. I am curious what, what yeah. uh, language his last name is from. Yeah. And we're hoping to have a special guest on our next episode. Someone who played under Michael Burdar. Yep. We'll, yep. uh, we're excited to introduce you to him. And we want to say thank you to everyone who joined us on this episode. Follow us on Twitter at the Padres, P-O-D-R-E-S. New logo coming in soon. Oh, yeah. I'm at Trevor Mess 22. That's Trevor Messenger. I'm at Yonki, Y-A-U-N-K-I. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll be back soon. Go Padres, and let's end this lockout. Thanks, everyone. Hey-oh. Later, guys.